Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corners of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. Uh, Over the weekend, there has been a very successful movie that wasn't expected to do very well in the, um, you know, in, in the markets there. It's called Unplanned. It tells the story of a person who for eight years in a row was Planned Parenthood's employee of, of the year, at least in her branch, I think. And she was an advocate for abortion until one day she saw an abortion through an ultrasound. And her conscience could not let her free of the fact that she had been supporting and enabling the butchery, the murder of children. No matter what these people try to tell themselves and soothe their conscience and try to play this fantasy in their mind that it's not a baby, it's not a real human, it's not that, that it's not this heinous crime to kill and uh, abort this life. It's just a piece of tissue. Uh, she, she couldn't do that anymore. And this movie tells her stories. Well, the movie has done very, very well in, in spite of all the roadblocks and the efforts to try to block theaters from playing it. It outperformed um, another movie that was expected to do very well. I think it was like when Captain Marvel or anyhow, well, one of those <laughs> movies out there. Uh, you can tell I don't follow this very closely. But apparently Unplanned brought in over the weekend uh, twice the projections that it thought it would uh, uh, it would receive at the box office over six million dollars. And that tells me it gives me hope that in America there are still many conservatives in our nation that we have been still the silent majority on many issues. And things like this matter to us, and they should matter to us. Lord, help us if they don't. Also, another encouraging thing, in Georgia, the legislation there has passed the heartbeat bill, which means that most abortions um, after six weeks will not be able to be performed in that state. And, of course, Hollywood is saying, well, uh, if you pass that, if the governor actually signs that bill, we're no longer going to come to Georgia. This is uh, Georgia is becoming, I guess, the Hollywood of the of the East Coast and saying we're not going to come there anymore and uh, hoping that their boycott of Georgia loss of dollars would encourage the the governor from not signing that bill. Well, thankfully, he is a God-fearing person. And as he said, I want to be able to, when I face the, the judge of heaven, the judge of history, that I did my part to protect human life. Folks, our country is at the brink of judgment. I believe at the brink of judgment because of our national sins. And the killing of the unborn has got to be one of the greatest 
heinous crimes in the mind of God. And folks, I don't believe that we as a nation can stand before God blameless. We should desire that as Christians. Philippians chapter 2 verse 15 tells us that ye may be blameless and harmless the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and a perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. God wants us to stand up and not have our hands with the blood of innocent babies upon our hands. We need to stand before God blameless that we did our part. And even though we live in the midst of a crooked and a perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. We're not, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, take the light and hide it under a bushel. We cannot remain silent on these issues. James chapter 4 verse 17, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. We cannot be silent on the butchery of the unborn. And I believe one of our greatest sins of the of Christianity in our nation today that we actually commit is that we have become apathetic and we see the evil and the wrong that's in our community and we shake our heads saying this is terrible I hope someone does something about it the Bible says therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not just shake your head and hope someone else does their does the job the Bible says if you don't do what's good, then to him it's sin, even though you knew it was good to do it, and you did it not. Remaining apathetic, remaining on the sidelines and silent in these issues is wrong for us as Christians. The Bible's very, very clear that there is life of that child in the in the mother's womb. Luke chapter 1, verse 41, when um, uh, John the Baptist leapt within his mother's womb, when he heard the news of, of uh, fr- from Mary that she is with child, with, uh, with, with the Holy One. In Psalms 139, verse 13, the Bible says, Thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Even within our, my mother's womb, you knew my parts, my inward parts. James, sorry, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee. See, folks, in the womb there is human life. When does it begin? Well, we've taken the argument for many, many years that it begins at conception, at the fertilization of the egg. Um, I got a question about that. And, you know, I, I don't I don't say that's wrong. But I do have a question. For example, if that is so, when does the soul, when is that soul put within that cell? Because if he's a if he's a, a child of God, a child of humanity, a create a creature of God, it will have, if it's human, it will have a soul. And when these cells split into to to form uh, uh, if there's twins or triplets or so on. When the cells divide, if the soul is given at the point of conception, the point of fertilization, what happens to that soul? 
than when there is a separation of the cell. I believe it's at the separation of the cells. That could be two days after conception. It could be four days after. It could be as long as nine days after, according to science. So I, I personally, I don't know if we can be, you know, so dogmatic on the fact that it's at conception. I believe it's when that cell is fully formed and separated to create the life that God has designed for it. That's when I believe it gets its soul. Now, of course, that's, again, I, I can't say exactly truly. It's, again, supposition, no doubt. But it's supposition on our part to say it begins at conception. Or maybe perhaps we come to the heartbeat, when there is a heartbeat, because that's when we determine also, for the most people, death. Anyhow, those arguments, we can argue and split hairs on those things, but the fact is, it is a human life within the womb. God hates abortion. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 17, says it so well. that uh, uh, There's seven things that God hates in that list of the things that God hates. Hands that shed innocent blood. Is not that the act of abortion where we're shedding innocent blood, hands doing that? Now, we cannot claim ignorance. I want to play for you a clip of Dr. James White. He's addressing the Phoenix City Council, and he does it so eloquently. And I want you to listen to what he had to say. And basically, he's asking the council in a very great, uh, he, you know, he's so eloquent in this. It's best for me just to play what he said. And he's pretty much saying, how can we, like when the Germans were there, when the Nazis were killing the people in the concentration camps, and they looked down, they looked away, they tried to pretend these things weren't happening. They, you know, they can't claim ignorance. Neither can we of the butchery of, of the unborn. Listen to what he said. Good afternoon. My name is James White. I am a minister, a author, and a professor. In April of 1945, American forces were moving into the heart of Germany, and they freed a city called Weimar. It's a beautiful little city. Right up on the hill outside of Weimar was a very large camp. We know it today as the Buchenwald concentration camp. What they found there has become the stuff of legend. It wasn't as large as Auschwitz. It wasn't as large as Dachau. But, for example, the camp superintendent's wife, she was fascinated by human skin. She had a lampshade made out of human skin. She was fascinated by tattoos. So she would have people killed and have their tattoos preserved. The kind of horrific things that took place in Buchenwald over years so shocked the American leadership, that when Dwight D. Eisenhower and General Patton toured the camp, General Patton commanded that the mayor and magistrates and leading citizens of Weimar be forced to tour the camp to see what had been done right under their eyes for many years. Now, most of us would say that that was a moral act on the part of the Americans. The question that I have is, history looks very much askance at the citizens of Weimar. They did nothing. They said, we didn't know. How could they not know what was going on within plain view up there on the hill? They knew, but they kept their eyes down. They didn't want to see, and so history has treated them very, very poorly. 
The question I have for us today is, how will history treat us? Because the reality is, within the borders of the city of Phoenix, more innocent children have been killed in as equally gruesome ways than were ever killed in the Buchenwald concentration camp in the entire years that it was in operation. How will history look at us? Will there be a general patent that has to rise from the dead and force us to walk through the abortuaries? But I don't think history is the most important thing. How will the judge of all history look upon us when we stand before him? He knows whether we knew or not. And we live in a day where there's no reason not to know what's going on, not to know the humanity of the preborn child. Will he look upon the donations that we received from Planned Parenthood? Will he see those things? I ask you, please, make the city of Phoenix a sanctuary city for pre-born children. Save us from the infamy and the cowardice of Weimar. Thank you very much. Folks, we cannot claim ignorance. We cannot say we didn't know this was going on. We cannot say that that is not a child within the womb and have any credibility before God, the God of heaven, the judge of all history, and stand there with any kind of hope that we would not be blameless in these activities. Oh, my friends, our nation is guilty of the butchery of children. And if we want to avert God's judgment, we must stand up and fight against this and to bring righteousness back to our nation. Join us again tomorrow at the Corners of Truth and Courage.